Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Let me talk to you here for a second. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain real quick. First off, it's free. That is the best word in the English language. Free. There's also a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much, much more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big. I mean huge for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. podcast bonus edition now on the unhinged sports network i'm your first host lifelong wrestling fan former radio guy and cat dad troll with me as always is the wwe walking wrestling encyclopedia and the main event collector he is the nova to my chris chetty he's greg what's up greg that's better than usual (laughs) i actually didn't hate them as a tag team in ecw no, and I, I think, didn't watch it long enough to form an opinion, so. Oh, well, yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm it is talking ECW. About, <laughs> well, I'm just talking about what we've seen so far in these ECW reviews. I, I haven't hated them. And I never thought Chris Chetty was bad. Nova. I never ah. thought he was good. I like Nova, though. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today we are going back to the land of extreme. We are reviewing ECW Hardcore Heaven 2000 from 21 years ago. And yes, I watched this crap. Boy, what a show this was, Greg. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Not to, not to spoil anything, but I didn't think. I hope compl- people get the trip of what we're saying here. Yeah, I mean, not to, not to spoil anything for you know final ratings or whatever, but I, I don't know. I, 
compared to most ECW shows, this was less of a stinker, I think. I don't know. There's Listen, a couple of non-one-star matches, I'll say that. Wow. Yeah, and I was going to say earlier when, when I said I didn't hate Nova and Chris Chetty as a tag team, it's like, that that's usually the highest praise we give anything of ECW. I didn't hate it. So It's like I when the girl told me it wasn't the worst she ever had. <laughs> wow. Well, you're not bottom five, okay? I'll say that. Like, I'll take it. Uh, no, let me, right, well, that's a win. Uh, hey, excuse me. I'm a fan of Cleveland sports teams. That's a win for me, too. All right. <laughs> But we're going to uh, touch on all the news and notes from around this time, too, uh, in mid-May or mid-early May of uh, 2000. There was a lot going on around this time. Got a huge return about to happen, too. I'm sure we'll get into it. Yeah, probably. Uh, But if if I miss anything, I'm sure you know what was – I mean, you were – a fan for like ever around this time. I I think I might have watched this at my buddy's house illegally. Now that I think about it. I mean, I didn't do it illegally. They did, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, not not that you're implicating anybody here. Plus, you know, uh, was what is a statue of limitations? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there you go. Uh, the main event marks just to let you know is sponsored by Fubo TV and Fanatics. More about them in the breaks later on in the show. But if you want to cut the cord, Fubo TV is definitely the way to do it. I know I've cut the cord. And I've looked for a lot of alternatives. And uh, as far as fanatics go, they have the officially licensed sports gear from the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, PGA, and NASCAR. I feel like you're saying that NASCAR one now just to trigger me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Click the links down in the show description. Let them know that the main event marks and the Unhinged Sports Network sent you. And as far as all of those sports, by the way, you can find different uh, shows on the Unhinged Sports Network that talk about them. We obviously only talk about wrestling. Now, we're not going to be talking about any of those. We talk about the sport of kings here on this show, and only the sport of kings. No, snooker. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I I had to go even more obscure on you. But we're going to take our first break. And uh, also, don't forget to subscribe and review if you're listening on the podcast feed, any podcast feed. Subscribe, leave a five-star review, and tell us what you think of this show. When we come back, it's news and notes time. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. It's the very best of professional wrestling's past every Monday on Retro Wrestling Review. I'm your host, Troy, and together we'll hop on my time-traveling wrestling ring and watch along to the greatest matches from yesteryear in the sport of kings. As complex, as controversial, and as brilliant, really, as he is. On Triple R, we'll cover matches from across the world, including American territories, Canada, Mexico, and Japan. Fast action, lots more than that. You'll learn some things, find out about wrestlers and matches you never even knew about, and we'll have some laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Retro Wrestling Pod. Retro Wrestling Review is available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, served up fresh every Monday morning. Unbelievable! The crowd! The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle 
is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we are back. News and notes time, everybody. Before we get into that real quick, if you... uh are not listening on the Unhinged Sports Network. We play live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on unhingedsn.airtime.pro. Replays right after at uh, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. And we also got replays on Thursday and Monday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. So check us out, unhingedsn.airtime.pro. It is free internet radio. Just go to the website, check us out. All right, diving into all the news here for our bonus show. This one is kind of a—I mean, the end of the the end of the story kind of kills it, but it is an interesting story. There is proposed legislation that would require drug testing for all wrestlers that work in New York. The drug test would include all drugs, be it illegal, prescription, and steroids. There would be mandatory suspensions for failures. Uh, first failure is a one-show suspension uh, and a fine. Uh, but the second failure is a one-year suspension. And since 20 other states honor suspensions by other commissions, that would make anyone that fails a second drug test unable to wrestle in about half the country for an entire year, which is going to make them uh, pretty useless to any of the major companies. And a third failure is a lifetime suspension, which means that you might as well pack up and move to Japan or Mexico at that point. Furthermore, these suspensions are enforced by outside agencies, not the company. Lucky for everyone, this bill never passes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this would have been bad, dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, can you imagine, like, uh, if Randy Orton got popped? Because I, I know he had the – they have the three strikes rule, but WWE has something where, like, after so long they knock a strike off or whatever for, for good behavior. Uh, yep, he'd have been gone. Oh, Jeff Hardy man. too. Yeah, him and Jeff Hardy would have, uh, they, they would have been dead in the water, never able to wrestle in America again. Diving into the WCW, I have a few funny ones here. Slamboree is in the books, and it was a desperately needed good show for the company, probably the best WCW pay-per-view in over a year. This according to Uncle Dave. Do you remember Slamboree 2000? <clears throat> trying to remember. All right, well, it was I, in the midst of the Russo reboot. I can refresh your memory here. Oh, it was the triple cage. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. How was uh, that, one of, that one? Of, wow. <laughs> that was one of the better ones? Uh, between May of 1999 and May of 2000, uh, I guess. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I, I didn't go back and watch them all to figure it out, but I'm going to say no. Bad news is they only drew 4,862 paid fans for a $139,000 gate, which made, which made the show a money loser for from a live standpoint. They were on pace to sell 6,000 tickets in the week leading up to the show, but when David Arquette became world champion and was added to the main event, ticket sales didn't just <laughs> sl- ticket sales didn't just slow down; they straight up flatlined. 
What do you mean? People didn't want to drop their hard-earned money to see David Arquetti in the main event? I mean, it had my view. <laughs> was this before? This was after the release of Ready to Rumble? Yeah, it was probably right around the same time. I think it was a May release. Okay, so I was going to say, because if they had seen Ready to Rumble, which nobody had... Uh, and then they see David Arquette as the world champion, and they're like, hot damn, that sold it for me. Take my money, damn it. I'm not going to lie. It's one of my guilty pleasures. I I didn't completely hate the movie, but, oh, my gosh. This was at a time, by the way. This if, if Everybody go back to May of 2000. Put your mind in that era. You had, If you wanted to see this movie, you had to make an effort to go to the theater, buy a ticket for, you know, money. And then sit there and watch this. And yeah, there was no, oh, maybe I can, you know, bootleg it or something like that. It's like, no, you, you had to, like, actually spend time, effort, and money on this. <laughs> so you really had to think about that. Way to break it down. Also notice, notable on this show is that Hugh Morris ditched that name and announced that he was now going by the name Hugh G. Rection. Hell yes, the birth of the MIA. Yeah, cause, you know, because Vince Russo is like a five-year-old. He, he He's like a ten-year-old drawing penises in class or something like that. He's like, bro, I drew a penis, bro. It's hilarious. <laughs> you hit Bischoff's foot with your dick? <laughs> what? You don't remember <laughs> that part of the movie? <laughs> no. He drops the paper and it hits that girl Becca. The paper does, and then Evan's like, you hit Becca's foot with your dick? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it was the paper, though. <laughs> Grief. Uh, in the main event, Jeff Jarrett won, quote, the most prestigious title in the history of our sport. I can't even get through that without laughing in 2000. The title uh, of worst match ever booked? It was a triple cage match, and Arquette turned on DDP to help Jarrett win, Basically, the exact same finish of the last pay-per-view with the same two guys. Except this time, it was Arquette instead of Kimberly who turned heel. After the match, Canyon took a big bump off the cage through a gimmicked rampway. After the show, Uncle Dave got a lot of emails and calls from people who hated that spot because they felt uncomfortable seeing something like that in the same building Owen Hart died in. But Dave doesn't think that... Exactly a uh, year ago. Yeah... Uh, but Dave doesn't think it was that big of a deal and compares it more to the Foley Hell in a Cell bump, which, I mean, I never would have put two and two together. That's like, oh, my gosh, Owen Hart died. And, you know, in this, it's like, oh, uh, same with WCW. Buff Bagwell was arrested last week after a show in Springfield, Illinois, on battery charges. Uh, as a re- what? What? I don't remember this. Yeah. Well, check this out. As hold result, on, hold he, on, hold on, hold on. I just had a flashback. I remember his mugshot now. Never mind. This well, must have been where it's from. As a result, he was suspended for 30 days by WCW head Brad Siegel. Uh, allegedly, a WCW ring crew member was carrying a roll of carpet through the back of the arena and ran into Bagwell, Lex Luger, and Elizabeth, who were apparently blocking the door. He asked them to move so that he could get through, and Bagwell told him that they were conducting business and told him to F off. Words were exchanged, and Bagwell punched a crew member in the neck. Um, <laughs> Who punches somebody in the neck? A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. 
Especially somebody, I, I assume the guy was still holding carpet when he punched him. Like, damn, dude. Uh, Bagwell was arrested and released after paying a $100 bond. Another ring crew member reportedly also wasn't allowed through the doorway earlier by Bagwell. The version Bagwell told the cops is that he thought that the crew member talked to him in a rude way, and after words were exchanged, Bagwell admitted that the guy uh, that uh, the guy pissed him off, so, quote, I punched him upside the neck. My God, that sounds so hick. <laughs> I know. Uh, based on Bagwell's contract, his 30-day suspension is going to cost him somewhere in the neighborhood of $45,000 in lost wages. Oh, man. It's hard, well, to, see why he, it's hard to see why he doesn't wrestle today. I know, right? Juventud Guerrero was supposed to get a push, but after his recent arrest for DUI and fleeing the police, WCW expects that he'll likely get deported. Wow. Wow. Let's just kill that right now. He does not, luckily. So. Yeah, well. But to con- that sucks. Oh, man. <laughs> well, to continue on with that. Uh, so they aren't doing anything with him until after the case winds up. Nothing ends up happening oh, in this sense. case. Right. Well, nothing does end up happening in this case. But in a few months, he gets all riled up on PCP and attacks the cops, allegedly. And that gets him fired. Man. I didn't think Me neither. Yeah, who? Because, who is just a story, uh, man? Never mind. He shows up real later. Never mind. Huh. He's another guy that um, apparently, apparently no one likes him. But no, X-Pac crapped in his bag. Conan, <laughs> I think. No, Conan hates him too. Like, I just figured because Conan likes all the luchadors. So just okay. Well, he did until uh, he kept talking crap to Conan and tried to start a like a legit fight with him in the locker room, and Conan had to smack the crap out of him. Conan back so, then? Uh, no, in Triple uh, A back in two thousands. Yeah, I, I, I mean, back then. Okay, well, yeah, that Conan can kick your ass. This current one looks like he's old as hell. So. Yeah, he's he's I'm got. I'm going a off the last time I saw him on on, on AEW. By the way, he looks. I mean, he, he didn't look he didn't look like drug messed up. He just looked. Old. No. Yeah, no, he's had a laundry list of injuries. I mean, he's really banged up. I mean, he can. He's lucky he's not in a wheelchair right now, but he's very close to it. I I loved him when I was I was like when they said he was really hot. Yeah, he was a great character. I'll say that. I don't think he was a character at all. We talking about. Well, oh, yeah, damn I mean, was, thing about him was a character. Yeah, I mean, it was he dialed it up a little bit, but yeah, it was basically basically him. I might argue he dialed it down, but to his <laughs> yeah. own. Uh, uh, Goldberg is expected to be back around July or August. Is, gee, I wonder how that's going to go. Does, is this when he pops up as a heel? Well, he pops up as a face. He, I think he finally has the match with Tank Abbott and then turns heel. Oh, yeah. Is that when he makes his return with uh, Crushum or, or during the, no, the concert that's, or whatever? No, that's 99. Oh, okay. Because okay. he had just filmed, uh, what's the movie with Van Damme that, that was Uni- the theme for? Universal Soldier? Yeah, yeah, The Return. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that movie as a kid. Haven't seen it since I was a kid. I don't know if I should. I loved that song from Megadeth. It was badass. Yeah, I didn't like I'm it not theme, a, but... I'm not a big Megadeth fan, but that's one of their songs that just kicks ass. I absolutely hated his his theme song, but yeah, it was a it was a good song. Well, it was only uh, for three weeks. Don't forget, people tend to forget that it was literally three weeks and just to promote the movie. Yeah, kind of like Booker T coming out to "Can You Dig It." God, <laughs> that sucked. It was even uh, worse when they when they uh, meshed it with RVD's theme. But anyways, ugh, that was horrible. 
Uh, Scott Hall is expected to be back from his neck surgery in about eight weeks. That actually never happens, and he never comes back. No, that ties uh, in with Goldberg, though, because the whole thing is Goldberg turns heel, and he has Hall's contract, and Nash is fighting for it, and Goldberg ends up winning, and then he rips up the contract, and Hall, Hall can never come back. It all and, kind of ties in that last story. And they uh, they keep up with Scott Hall after he's gone. I mean, that, that San Francisco 49ers match, freaking one of the That's boxes. Right. Has, yeah. And don't remind me of boxes, that. Is, <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> One of the boxes had a freaking uh, framed picture of Scott Hall in it. Like, what the hell? Some sick humor by uh, Vince Russo, I guess. Uh, well, but, you know what's funny? That was literally his last show ever, which we kind of discovered. And I did not know that until we started recording this podcast a while back. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, his last right. night was whatever. I looked at like, wait, I was at that event. Like, that was his, that was the straw, really? Because that event didn't suck so much. But it wasn't good. But like, man, I've seen way worse. It was a delayed. <laughs> it was delayed reaction to the to the bash at the beach thing because I guess yeah. they said he did get fired from that. But yeah. and it's because of the legal action from from Hogan and Bischoff. Yeah, because he was at um, he did they did War Games 2000. That was in September, so he was still there a couple of months after. Yeah, in the triple cage. That was uh, which he won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also Hulk Hogan's knee is said to be in pretty bad shape. Uh, I, I don't I don't think the knee really did anything. I mean, I, re- I remember he wore a brace for the longest time towards the end of his career. This is in May. Yeah. yeah. So the Bash of the Beach is coming up and then we would not see him again on TV until No Way Out of 2. So I'm going to yeah. say that knee probably was really messed up. Yeah, he had some time to rehab it, but I, I do remember him in the WWE wrestling with a brace. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember, I think he wore it at WrestleMania 18. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Then he got a red one when he came back with the red and yellow. Yeah, okay. Right, that is me. correct. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it in at least once, I haven't done it in a few weeks. I like that I didn't have to pull it out of you this time. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh stuff on that, by the way. Whatever. I know. I, I'm trying to get more references in. Uh, Dustin Reynolds is expected to debut a new gold dust like gimmick, likely called Platinum. Obviously, this never happens. Uh, however, he is about to get suspended soon for talking trash about Vince Russo in an interview. OK, the Platinum <laughs> thing, I feel like that might have been a Russo thing because I remember in 07 it was rumored for TNA. Yeah. And then he ended up doing Black Rain. Yeah. That was his compromise. Because he's his reason you know, that for was it, far better. Yeah. Well, apparently the look was what Platinum was supposed to look like. He said the reason for it, because obviously it was going to be a spoof on Gold Dust, which kind of a spoof in itself. Uh, but his reasoning for it was he said, well, I don't want to make fun of what I was doing in the WWE and piss them off. Because I, I may want to. Yeah. Because yeah. like I, he literally said, I may oh. go back there and I don't want to burn bridges. Yeah, cool. So at least he was honest about it. Look, the man is brilliant. He's still wrestling this day. I feel like I say this once a show, but he's like, he looks better than he ever has. And And before he popped up in AEW, he had double knee surgery. It's amazing. Yeah. So, hey, he got it worked out. I feel like he's the brilliant one of Dusty's kids, so I don't want to get crap for that, but whatever. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) Well, here's something I never thought I'd say out loud, but... Lenny Lane reportedly asked for his WCW release because he wants to go to the WWF. Man, I'm. Yeah, what took so long? 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, why didn't we ever get a Lenny Lane run in the WWE? Like, come on. I feel like he would have fit in with Billy and Chuck in about in a few years, but that's either. Hey, all yeah. jokes aside, okay, he was not a bad wrestler. I can't comment because I've literally, I don't think I've ever seen maybe one of his matches. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he was like, oh my god, this guy should have been a star, but he was not bad. He was just You're saddled quite... with the. I want to say correctly here, the, the whole is he a homosexual thing with with uh, Lan- or Lodi? Yeah, I, I don't think he was saddled with him. that. I, th- I think he, I think he chose that. Him and Lodi both. Oh, okay. And his claim to fame will quote, you know, I'm using air quotes. His claims to fame will always be, you know, the West Hollywood blondes. And then the fact that he looks like he could be Chris Jericho's body double. And he actually parodied that a couple times, too. So Yeah, he had the hairstyle. He had the the big sideburns. I mean, <laughs> he he steered into it. Is he in real estate now? I don't know. That would be it'd be funny if he was selling homes in West Hollywood. <laughs> hey, you know what? You joke. I mean, let me tell you something. I've been to West Hollywood. They are gorgeous homes over there. I'm sure they are. I mean, that's West, West L.A. Uh, Vince Russo apparently wanted to do an angle at the recent WCW pay-per-view in Kansas at the Kemper Arena with Bret Hart up in the rafters. Oh, God, that already sounds terrible. I, I didn't even know what you were going to say, but I heard Kemper. I'm like, what can he do? Yeah. Well, needless to say, this got shot down with a quickness. By who? I'm just curious. Probably by Bret himself. He was... I wonder. I I honestly want to know if it even made it to Brett's ears. That's what I'm thinking. I really don't think it did. I, yeah. I think someone like shut him down quickly. Yeah, because I want to. Could have been Bischoff. At this time, it could have been Bischoff actually. It really could have. Yeah, that's true. I I really hope somebody would have had the common sense to you know he would have voiced this opinion out loud. They would have been like, if you say that in front of Bret Hart, you might get punched harder than Vince did. And I <laughs> well, don't the, think the anyone would blame him for that. <laughs> No, I, I wouldn't have blamed Brett for just smacking the hell out of him, but, you know, for multiple reasons. Now getting into the going to New York, bro. WWF ran a UK-only pay-per-view called Insurrection. The cat flashed her breast briefly at Terry after their arm wrestling match, and the cameras caught it for a split second. Those were words I just spoke. Uh, Benoit, Chris Benoit worked the show with a broken cheekbone and his right eye was basically swollen shut. The British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith made a surprise for appearance and won the hardcore title from Crash Holly, but he got a pretty disappointing pop, which surprised everybody who figured he'd be given a hero's welcome. Did you watch hmm. this? No, they weren't available to watch back then. Well, I don't think they ever were, actually. I mean, if you want to see them, you have to watch them on DVD. I don't yeah. even know if they're on the network, so... Uh, I'm pretty sure they were on the network before, because I remember seeing, you know, the the UK every year. I'm pretty sure I did. I know the Global Warming Tour was on there. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, the I I know I I'd seen the clip. I mean, like if if you really want to see, it, I mean, you can't really see anything from the cat. They cut away quickly enough, and they got like a far enough like back view where you don't really you don't see anything. But I'm sure the people in the audience got an eyeful. Uh, as far as uh, what do they call those over in the UK? Uh, is it bo- no bosom's butt? What? Is- uh, dirty pillows. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? But 
hat and Terry. Uh, it, was, it was just a funny William Regal thing back in the day that he mentioned it in a, in an interview and just thought it was funny the way he used it. The, of course, but the cat and Terry Runnels in an arm wrestling contest on pay per view. Man, shut up and take. Keep my in money. mind, keep in mind, Vince Russo's on the other show. So yeah, he's busy ruining the show down south. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I blame everything on that on that idiot, dude. <laughs> nope. Well, I, I said this before because it was the same thing with like, you know, we said he got fired in what, August here or September, something like that. And the shows were still booked like he was still there. And I had compared it to in WWF. I mean, the hand baby thing was post Russo. So I had talked about this before where I said. Vince Russo is like the human version of a really rank fart that somebody cuts in a room. And then after they leave it, the smell is still there for a while. It still hangs around. And it's wow. like, it's, it's like you fart, you walk out and then somebody else walks in the room and they're like, hot damn, what happened in here? It's like, Oh, it was the last guy that was in the room like five minutes ago. That sounds like the excuse you make when it's you. <laughs> right. Or like when somebody does it in an elevator and then like it just hangs around for a while because the air is shut up in there. (laughs) Anyway, uh, speaking of Davy Boy Smith, though, he was sent to rehab for drug issues, painkillers and morphine addiction. Uh, And he was supposed to stay there until August. But after being there for six weeks, he left the facility due to some personal family issues. Even though he'd been doing well in rehab, they still advised him against leaving. But he did it anyway. So since he's out of rehab and allegedly clean, the WWF has already put him back on the road. Such a tragic story. Yeah, I got to say, though, I've never changed my opinion of that guy. You mean you've always been a fan? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I mean, I'm still a fan of, you know, Jake the Snake. Snake? Yeah, <laughs> Jake, the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, Jake the Snake, Scott Hall, uh, Road Warrior Animal, or excuse me, Hawk. Um, yeah, and they've all had demons, unfortunately. I mean, I'm like, I don't give a damn what you do outside the ring. It's not your business, dude. As long as you don't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are ha- certain exceptions. <laughs> I mean, I wish they would have, you know, not done it because I would have preferred them to live longer. But yeah, it it sucks. But WWF is not try, is not giving up on this WWF New York restaurant in Times Square. They just spent $23.5 million to buy out their business partners. So now they have 100% ownership control of the location. Wow, hmm. man. What's going to happen? I'm intrigued. Yeah, right. Uh, they would become the world, and then they would go uh, belly up. Anyway. I never got to go there. I know. It's like if if they. I think you and I walked into the Hard Rock just to feel it, because that's what it is now. (laughs) Oh really? I no that uh, that must have been uh, when you were there some other time because I I would have liked to have gone to the Hard Rock but I completely forgot when we were there. I don't think so. I went into the Hard Rock in Chicago. I don't think I did in New York. Maybe. Go to Japan right before we go to ECW here. This one. I had to mention it because it is a pretty big story. Jumbo Saruta passed away on May 13th from complications after a kidney transplant in the Philippines at age 49. He was a household name in, in Japanese sports, and his death was the lead uh, sports story in the country. 
On a cultural level, the only Japanese wrestlers more famous are Ricky Dozan, Giant Baba, Antonio Antonio Anoki, and Ricky Choshu. I've never heard of this guy, honestly. Oh, really? Well, and I know we always make fun of this, whatever, but seriously, I think he got quite a few five-star matches from Uncle Dave in the mid-90s. He, he, he was a really big name. He took, he was, uh, I think he was multi-time world champion. I want to say, uh, yeah, I, I want to, and I think he was all Japan. I always get him mixed up in the nineties cause there was a lot of jumping around. But yeah. Jumbo, Jumbo Saruta was a, uh, big time wrestler over there. I actually want to watch more of his stuff moving forward. Uh, this is a Japanese story, but it's about ECW. So let's just get into it. Lots of heat from FMW in Japan and Paul Heyman's ECW. For starters, ECW was supposed to send two people, Balls Mahoney and Tracy Smothers, to Japan for FMW's oh, big show. Duo. I know. Uh, those are the two, man. That would have sold the house out. Uh, but they were supposed to go to Japan. Say it with me. Asses in seats. Damn straight. Uh, but they were going to be on FMW's big show last week, but... Heyman ended up not sending them because he claims that FMW still owes him money. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know what's more ironic here. Someone quote, owing Paul or the fact that he sent them the worst two he possibly could. Yeah, you know, and I'm sorry. I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead, but they were not good. I'm sorry. And, and, uh, and you know, glass houses, man. That's <laughs> all I can say. That, that's. I, to that, be really fair, he was probably going to use that money to bounce a few other checks and some stars. So, I mean, you know, it was going to be put in the rotation. FMW was pissed and reached out to Sabu to work the show. Well, as you might remember, we talked about this on a recent show. I, I can't remember which. Uh, but Sabu is still in a contract dispute with Heyman, who claims that he is still under WCW or excuse me, ECW contract. Uh, that hasn't stopped Sabu from working for XPW in California, despite Heyman's legal threats, and Sabu even won the XPW championship, which means that uh, then he went to, to uh, FMW to defend it. Heyman has spoken with FMW and told them that he's okay with them using Sabu, but said that ECW will not have any cooperation or participation in any show that acknowledges XPW. That sounds fair. Yeah, this is so freaking weird. Every contract dispute with ECW is always weird, murky, and usually amounts to nothing. Like, ECW was the, the one place where wrestlers consistently were told, it's like, hey, you're still under contract. You can't do that. And they went, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please, what are you going to do, sue me? Yeah, right. With more of daddy's money. <laughs> Apparently, no, uh, wouldn't daddy just do it himself? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if for anybody that doesn't know, XPW tried to be ECW 2.0 out in California, and they didn't have. I this is gonna sound funny the way I put it, but they didn't have anybody with the name value that ECW did. Which put that into context. And well, they yeah. still had Rob Van Dam no matter what. So. Yeah, they had a few people of name value in ECW. XPW had uh, people like Supreme, who passed away recently, and the Messiah. Basically a bunch of people that went on to beat Deathmatch, you know, people. Was that idiot and, Nick Gage there? Nah, I think this was before his time. 
but they went to quote unquote invade an ECW show and they were made to turn their XPW shirts inside out by security. And then they sat in the front row of the show. And then like they stood up at one point to create a, a ruckus never seen on camera. And they were instantly kicked out. <laughs> Man, Bavin, even ECW doesn't want your ass. I know. <sighs> Keep it on with ECW here. The trial regarding the ECW fire incident in 1995 was wrapped up this week, and the jury ruled in favor of ECW, Mick Foley, and Terry Funk. What? Five years? <laughs> yeah, they, dude, he yeah, dragged. I'm sure they didn't sequester the jury. Yeah, they dragged this out, man. Uh, apparently, it came out during the trial that the fan who was burned had his hand on the wrong side of the guardrail, and thus, I guess, they felt that it was his fault or something. Uh, I mean, I guess there is that invisible barrier where it's like, if you come over the barrier, uh, you know, whatever happens, that's on you. I don't know. I think this, if I remember correctly, this was where uh, Terry Funk wrapped a a kerosene-soaked rag around the end of his branding iron, set it on fire, and it flew off the end of the branding iron and, and caught the guy on fire. Oh, well, something they could have settled for a few bucks, but whatever. Nope, drag it out for five years. <laughs> and, yeah, man. Well, here's something. I figured we'd talk about New Jack here just when I bring him up. Sandman and New Jack got into a backstage First of fight. all, can we just acknowledge I'm not making fun of the guy? No, man. It's you, Jack, the wrestler. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I I made it clear. I don't really I didn't really have any any respect for the guy. I'm not like crapping on the guy. It's like, oh, well, glad he's dead. Whatever. I saw some really disgusting comments like to that effect. I I would never like I feel bad for his family. And, uh, you know, I don't know the guy. Whatever. I'm just judging him off of the interviews and stuff that he did. Uh, but, I mean, all that cocaine can lead to a heart attack, man. And he admits it. He says he wanted to go out snorting cocaine. So. <laughs> he did. I believe it was on his dark side of the ring. Yep. They they acted that out. <laughs> like he's in a wheelchair snorting cocaine and flipping off the camera. <sighs> anyway. Sandman and New Jack got into a backstage fight, and for once, it apparently was not New Jack who was responsible. Man, uh, word let me, is that... Let me take a wild, wild guess. Uh, Sandman called me N-word. Well, uh, word is that Sandman started the fight by repeatedly calling New Jack the N-word. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Wouldn't you know who won the pony? Uh New Jack tried. So wait, some people, so so some people did call him it, right? I mean, oh yeah. But I feel like he did overuse it and say everybody did. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but New Jack apparently tried to dismiss it as just Sandman being really drunk. No. I, I that one. Look, this story, just every line of it, blew me away. I couldn't believe it. God, you picked a horrible word usage there, but okay, move on. <laughs> wow. Uh, but he kept saying it. And it eventually turned into a fight. A lot of people said that the tension between the two has been building for a while. And even the next night at another ECW show, it was still tense between them backstage. Yeah. You use that word, okay? You're going to get the crap kicked out of you, man. 
I know, right? I mean, I know it's yeah. not like you're joking. I'm not, it's not right to use that word. I mean, a, but like a big blonde, tattooed up white guy uh, who looks drunk like off a southern hick, drunk <laughs> off his ass, dropping the n word. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, bad things are gonna happen, man. You get what's coming. But a couple more ECW stories here. Things don't look so good for ECW, which is the understatement of the century, as they're having more and more trouble holding on to talent. Obviously, they just lost Mike Awesome a little while back. And after Hardcore Heaven, it looks like they're losing Lance Storm, too. He apparently agreed to a three-year... Uh, they also lost to Dudley's, too. Let's not forget. So. Oh, was it... In 2000, they I mean, lost? sorry, they're about they're about to lose. Yeah, well, they definitely lost in 2000, but they're about to lose. I'm sorry, they lost Taz though. Oh yeah. Well, uh, Storm apparently agreed to a three-year deal with WCW and should be starting soon. Well, spoiler, I mean, he did, but that three-year deal, if it was for that long, uh, lasted less than a year. <laughs> so. Oh, well, uh, I'm yeah. sure he could have sat home and got paid out, but he went to WWE. Yeah. Uh, well. Either way, uh, plus Raven is almost definitely leaving in August. He was only in ECW this last year because because of the terms he of his did. W. Oh, go ahead. He what? did. Yeah. He shows up at uh, Unforgiven, so yes, he definitely left. <laughs> well, he was apparently only in ECW this last year because the terms of his WCW release prevented him from going to the WWF until August of 2000. Super crazy missed the pay-per-view due to issues getting into the country that ECW apparently dropped the ball on. And now his future is questionable also because it's thought that he might not be allowed back in the U.S. anytime soon. Well, so if you keep in count, by the way, that's two deportation stories we have on the show. And both these guys would go on to be in the Mexicals. So, wow. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Super Crazy did eventually come back in November, but only works about seven more shows before they go out of business. So there's that. Uh, as late as the day of Hardcore Heaven, by the way, final story here, the main event still isn't even finalized. The original plan was just incredible in a three-way match with Lance Storm and Tommy Dreamer. Then there was talk of making it a four-way and adding Raven. Then Raven was pulled out of the show for whatever reason, so they decided not to put Dreamer in there either. Okay. I think we got a better match, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you and I talked about Tommy Dreamer, and eh, he's he's okay. But I feel like the way they did it on the show is stupid, which we'll get into. But just, uh, I don't know, I feel like they gave this crowd blue balls. I, I, I laugh at this, the fact that we're talking about Dreamer being taken out, basically for Lance Storm to be substituted in. <laughs> and... Why I laugh at that is because in 2000, you can argue that Lance Storm is probably the best wrestler on the planet. I mean, yeah. maybe he wasn't, but you can argue it. <laughs> Why is this even a thought? Hell yes, you do it. All right, well, that is the end of the news and notes. Was there something I was forgetting, by the way, that you were thinking I of? was just going to – I was just mentioning The Undertaker's coming back very soon, like at this month. <laughs> ah, okay. A new Undertaker. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, you know, he should have just went by the name Mark Calloway. Shut up. <laughs> Somebody actually said that, that we know, by the way. Just had to throw that out there. That's not me being serious. But either way, uh, we're going to take our next break. Please leave a review, five stars, like good old Uncle Dave. 
and subscribe if you are listening on the podcast. When we come back from this break, we are going to get into the event at hand, which is ECW's Hardcore Heaven 2000. We'll be right back. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we somewhere. go way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Tired of waking up hot and uncomfortable? Start sleeping cool on the Temper Breeze by Tempur-Pedic. It's engineered with a revolutionary cooling system that pulls excess heat away from your body to help you sleep deeper all night and wake up more refreshed every morning. During the Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep, save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and experience your coolest sleep this summer with our best breeze savings of the year. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we are back, and it is time to dive into the event at hand. It's ECW Hardcore Heaven 2000, the date May 14th, 2000, at the Rave in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That the hell's the like, Rave? It looked like a ballroom, but uh, the name, of course. Yeah, but it looked like you know the perfect venue for ECW. Or, or it sounds like a perfect venue for ECW, I should Sorry. say. They had a sellout of 3,400 people. Uh, there's no pay-per-view mm-hmm. buy rate right. information. Yeah. Hey, shoot low. That way you always hit that target. It sold but, out 12 people and crashed our server anyways. Wow. Uh, the show starts off with Joey Styles and Joel Gertner in the ring. Styles brings up the Brewers, Milwaukee Beer, and it being Mother's Day weekend. So, you know, we're going to get some cracks about mothers at some point. But Joel then goes on with his gross limerick as usual, and the crowd goes wild. I'm really shocked that it, with it being Mother's Day weekend, he didn't say something about banging somebody's mom. Maybe that's where they draw the line? I, doesn't he usually say something? I don't know. Yeah. Figured that'd, yeah. Figure that'd be right up his alley. 
He's a walking, talking Call of Duty lobby. <laughs> Before it was cool. Yeah. I get well, maybe a, the Call of Duty lobby is like uh, Joel Gertner in like uh, digital form. <laughs> There's an image. <laughs> right. Uh, Styles says that if the censors don't like them, they can go to hell because it's time for hardcore heaven. Get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want uh, it, but you get it. This show, man. <laughs> Well, Styles this is and the Gert- best thing you'll say all, all, all show, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, and then Styles and Gertner awkwardly leave the ring as the crowd sits in confusion. No show open plays, no music, nothing. I guess Paul forgot to pay production. No. Yeah, it, that doesn't seem like no, him. No, that's not, you're not. You're wrong. He paid him. It, just, it didn't clear. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, before the opening match starts, Cyrus and... Kohiro Kanamura pop up in the balcony where commentary sits. Yes, they had commentary up in a balcony this time. The crowd because they stands... couldn't afford monitors, so they had to get bird's eye view. <laughs> I didn't even think about that part, but you're probably right. <laughs> but the crowd chants "You suck" starts with a D at Cyrus as he tells Gertner that the network hates him and quote No one buys your gimmick. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh. Cyrus asks Gertner what he's going to do about it, and Gertner says, I should kick your effing ass. Kohiro uh, Kanamura. let him. I know, right? Uh, Kanamura then drops Joel with a sleeper hold, and Cyrus takes over commentary. So, did Joel just wake up and say, Drats, foiled again, and walked off? Yeah, because this is a running gag with this thing, with this whole company. I know. Like, Watch like I, every I, pay-per-view in this era, they do something to take him out, and Cyrus replaces him. At what point it was like, why don't you just have him do it? I know. Well, plus the fact that it's like, like I'm assuming he didn't want to do anything because Kanemura, but he left. So why not just cheap shot Cyrus and take the headset? Whatever. I, I guess yeah. that, logic that would that would make sense. I guess. Yeah, we don't do logic here. Right. We only do smart comments. <laughs> This first match was Balls Mahoney versus Masato Tanaka went just over nine minutes. It's the one rare time when it's not Tanaka and Awesome. Yeah, I know. Well, they had to replace Tanaka or uh, Awesome in this one because, uh, you know, he went to uh, reasons. Yeah. That's it. He, yeah, he went down south <laughs> and not to hell like them, like those uh, sensors can go anyway. Uh, Cyrus sets Joey Styles up for his obligatory mention that Balls Mahoney has been barred from amateur wrestling and event. Oh, or, that's right. Yeah, because he beat up the ref, right? Or Yeah, he punched a referee. Yeah. And he's even been barred from all amateur wrestling events. They make sure to say if he walks into a gym, which that alone made me laugh. But they said if he, <laughs> but they said if he walks into a gym that there happens to be an amateur wrestling match at, he has to leave. I'm like. Okay. And we're supposed to buy that. Yeah, right. Cause, yeah, because somebody, like, they have a wanted poster of him plastered up at all the amateur wrestling events. Like, it's him! The Forbidden One has returned! It's a picture of him and Santa Claus in, in case he tries to dress up. <laughs> oh my gosh. He may be dressed like the evil Santa. It's <sighs> Santa. Yes, right. Uh, the match ends with Tanaka hitting a chair shot off the top rope and then a roaring elbow for the win. I started off. It, 
I said this uh, started off giving the match a dud, or I did, and but it picked up halfway through. Still wasn't a, a fan of this, but it was decent by ECW standards, I guess. Uncle Dave gave this three stars. <laughs> I said I think he was on dope. Like, he had to have been, like, just puffing that reefer hard for this one. I gave it a star and a half. Let's say you. I'm right, bet- I'm right between you guys. It was garbage, but enjoyable mm-hmm. garbage. So I said, sure. Yeah. Look, free CW standards, that's as high as I can go. So, Dude, this sucked. Like, especially the first half. I mean, it. it sucked, but like, there was some stuff that you watched and you were like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I wasn't like falling asleep. Trust well, me, no. yeah. we'll get to that. <laughs> right. I thought it was so damn good, too, by the way. So I can't imagine him having like a one star match, in my opinion. Yeah, I just don't get where Dave saw three stars. Like, on what planet? Well, where's Masato from? Oh, gosh, yeah. It's, well, he would have got four, but the other guy was white. So, <laughs> <laughs> either way. Holy uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after the match, Balls and Masato hug because brothers gotta hug. Good Lord, that's two of the show. Yeah, gotta get him Good in, job. man. You told me I was slacking. So. I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, we go to the back. Well, to the back with Lance Storm and Don Marie. Lance Storm hadn't quite started the I'm clock. I'm at full attention. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, Lance Storm hadn't quite started that uh, that timer on that 15 minutes of fame that he only hit the halfway point on, according to Eric Bischoff. Uh, Lance tells Justin Credible that he's always had someone to watch his back. He said, quote, in New York, it was Scott and Kev. Because you got to get them little smarky comments in there. Uh, Storm then says he's taking Credible's title tonight, and Justin's time in the sun is over. Yeah. Mm. Let's see how that plays out. Yeah. Well, I mean, Justin does stick around in ECW, whereas uh, Lance goes to get three titles uh, down south. So. In a span of a couple of weeks, by the way. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but up next, we get Simon Diamond with, listen to this crew. He's got the Musketeer, the Prodigy, the Prodigette, and Mitch. <laughs> Mitch. Who would have thought he was the outcast here? <laughs> yeah. The Musketeer, yes, was dressed like a Musketeer. The Prodigy and the Prodigette were dressed just like uh, weird-ass uh, gym rats, basically. And Mitch, I guess, was a butler. I don't know. But he's taking on Mikey Whipwreck with the Sinister Minister and Little Guido with Big Sally Graziano in his corner. It was a three-way dance. It went just over seven minutes. It's Little Guido Maritata. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, you know, forget about it. But the the uh, the dub for Mikey Whipwreck's theme actually sounds fairly decent. His real theme at the time, I believe, was Loser by Beck. And this one, pretty close. Uh, I may Sal- be in the minority here, but I love the FBI's ECW theme. Oh, gosh, that I, I don't even know what the hell it like uh, how to describe that. It sounded well, like it some, was it was some um, staying alive by the Bee Gees, but remixed. Oh, OK. I'm going off of the dub, which sounded like something off of. Like, oh, Starsky no, and Hutch. that's that sucked. Yeah, yeah it I might like- have actually been off Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, but um, I forgot <laughs> how much I liked it until Brian Myers used it in their um their fig fed. I I liked their WWE theme much better 
the instrumental really? of No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah, I love that. You gotta be honest, I did not like that one. <sighs> Man, I don't even know. I just I'm not a B I'm not a Beastie Boys guy though, to be fair, so that's my favorite Beastie Boys song, but either way. I think I played the hell out of it, though, when we were going to SummerSlam 2015. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, Big Sal is announced as the Big Sal Boski. <laughs> For God effing sakes. And half of his head I, is I wrapped. think that's original. They just came up with that out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Nobody ever used anything like that before. But he's got half of his head and his eye wrapped up. I don't know what happened. They didn't really say. Whatever. You don't need to know. It's none of your business. And I love that the crowd chants, where's my pizza at Guido? You can always count on the ECW crowds for for cultural sensitivity. Uh, they also chant that the Prodigette is a crack. W oh, yeah. yeah. She's a crack. That's right. Yeah. That's a that's a big chant ECW loves. Little known fact, they're the first ones to say that about Lita. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, a cameraman gets taken out, and so do the lights at one point, leaving them to wrestle under a spotlight. The because crowd that's what I want, the... a spotlight on ECW. <laughs> yeah, crowd boos the hell out of this, by the way, when the lights go out. Uh, Mikey goes for a whippersnapper off the top to Guido, gets shoved off, lands on his feet, and he hits a whippersnapper on Simon for the elimination. Sal tries to get involved, and Mikey throws a fireball in his face. Uh, it's... It's funny that he pulled that off better than uh, than they did in the WWF or WCW. <sighs> you know, it's but, funny you say that, though, but like um, James Mitchell would eventually get blind by that. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Wow. <sighs> well, uh, but little Guido then pins Mikey off of an I'm prettier for the win. Can't remember what he called it. Uh, but this the whippersnapper, by the way. Can we tell people what that is? <laughs> it's just a stunner. It's a Stone Cold stunner. But I believe he came up with it, though. Or he made it famous, though, when Austin got it from him, he said. Yeah, probably. I, I, that sounds familiar. Because I think he was doing it when Austin was in uh, ECW. There's a good chance he did it to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I said this was a cluster, but it had some good moments. Uncle Dave and I both gave it two stars. What say you? Deuce. Yeah. Not much else. I like Mikey, by this. the way, I gotta say. I don't know yeah. if it's a guilty pleasure, but I've always liked him. I liked, uh, I, and I never saw this moment, but Mick Foley talked about he loved tag teaming with him when they were the champs, and like he was supposed to be like, you know, just like a, a fan that wasn't even supposed to be there, and he was always yeah. basically what Eric Young became at one point, like always paranoid and whatever. Cactus Jack cut some like big fiery promo and he's like what do you say mikey and he's like we're gonna die he's like that's the spirit mikey <laughs> uh, uh i feel like this was the inspiration for colin delaney i don't know if you remember that i do yes where he um, kept coming out i'm sorry up. you remember that yeah he came out wrapped up more and more every week <laughs> uh i got to see him wrestle live at an indie show by the way oh i can't believe you're openly stating that I didn't know he was on the card I until he came out. Point out. You said I got to like that was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, it's just I didn't know he was on the card. And then I was like, freaking Colin Delaney. I'm like, all right, whatever. Just incredible is backstage with Francine, who is stroking a kendo stick and kissing on it seductively. <sighs> Got to get more sex in there. Incredible says that he sacrificed the ECW tag titles for the world heavyweight title. And tonight 
He's going to show that he's not just the coolest, he's not just the best, but he's just incredible. I guess he... Am I alone he, in liking that, by the way, and loving that, that whole spiel, by the way? It's catchy. It's, uh... Original. Yeah. His thing, like, I guess him and Storm were the tag champions, and then he, like, trashed the tag title. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than it already was, but you get my drift. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know. Now, the dangerous alliance of Lou E. Dangerously, C.W. Anderson, Billy Wiles, and Elektra come out, and Lou E. proves to be the to be uh, super annoying, as it takes him like 20 minutes to spit out his effing name. He keeps arguing with fans. I was afraid lightning would strike him, by the way, when he said that Elektra has never had plastic surgery, she never has to wear makeup, and she isn't just about TNA. Yeah, I. Hey, look, people, to each his own. But man, she overdid it. I'm sorry. A you bit. Know, yeah. yeah. But then Louie invites anyone who thinks that they're tougher than Electra to come out and try to kick her ass. No Another shock. running gag, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's no shock that Jazz answers the challenge. Like, duh. C.W. Anderson grabs her and gets punched. Billy Wiles grabs her and gets face planted. She then super kicks dangerously. Uh, Electra then gets she's wearing this like big oversized jacket. She gets that ripped off to reveal a giant Mike Awesome T-shirt, which the crowd boos. <laughs> then Jazz. Rips I laugh so hard at that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, nice heat. Uh, but Jazz rips off that shirt to reveal the skimpiest bathing suit of all time. Anderson then super kicks Jazz and spinebusters her. Finally, Kid Cash, with dreadlocks and trip pants on, runs in and fights for Jazz's honor, beating up Wiles and Anderson. Full on Kid Rock at this point. Yeah. You know, he actually did a parody of Kid Rock in uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling, and he called himself Kid. Well, let's just say it rhymes with rock. <laughs> hmm. Sounds like some yeah. Mad TV stuff. Yeah, and he came out with a Pam Anderson lookalike, too. So there's that. Anyway, this next match is an impromptu. It's C.W. Anderson with Louie Dangerously, Electra, and Billy Wiles in his corner, taking on Kid Cash. Goes six minutes. Need to point out, this is another running thing with ECW and their pay-per-views. Every yep. pay-per-view back then had to have an impromptu match. Yep, at least one, if not two or three. That's why I was Dude, saying, the last like, ECW pay-per-view match in history was RVD and Jerry Lynn, which also happened on a whim. Just need to point that out. Yep. Yeah. What better what better way to close the doors on that organization? But anyway, uh, Cash has to get his obligatory dangerous dive into the crowd in there. Cyrus asks Joey Styles if he can tell the difference between Paul Heyman and Louie Dangerously, and Styles says, Kind of, but neither one will return your phone call when they say they will. <laughs> I like that one. I wonder if Louis checks bounce, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, I'm sure he was. Or they do, whatever. Uh, Billy Wiles gets involved a lot in this one. He holds Kid Cash at one point, and Louis goes for a cell phone shot, but Cash moves, and Louis shatters his brick of a phone over Billy's head. Cash wins with a hideous Hurricane Rana off the top rope. The referee annoyed me because his count cadence was never consistent. 
that was also a consistent thing in ECW. Like, none of the refs counted. It was, but I feel like I pass off because they always did it. I feel like that was the thing they did. Yeah, it's just like, I'm like, as a wrestler, that would piss me off. Because I'm like, dude, I need, like, that's a, that's a thing. So you know when to kick out. But anyway, uh, Uncle Dave gave this three stars. I gave it two and a half. Let's see you. Barely gave it two. Yeah. But, uh, it also, sucked, in watching it, I didn't realize until after that it was a thrown down match. Yeah, um, and I don't remember Kid Cash ever wrestling in trip pants ever again, but I could be wrong. And this is the first time I ever saw him in dreadlocks. May 2000. Yeah. Yeah, the History of Rock just came out, so he was probably capitalizing on him being popular at the moment. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't the, doubt the it. History of Rock came out, and Undertaker used American Badass from it, so... Huh? Yep. All right, well, Rob Van Dam's backstage with Bill Alfonso and Scotty Anton. Danny! <laughs> Scotty Anton, for all of you that don't know, is Scotty Riggs. You remember Scotty Riggs? American males. American males. <laughs> Well, good news, though, if anyone was wondering, by now he had his eyeball back. Yeah, I know. His eye grew back. I wonder Again, if I got to point out, people talk about they'd be doing that stupid crap with Ray's eye, and it was dumb. Don't get me wrong. But, man, it was done here first. <laughs> well, the only, actually, WCW, in this era. I, so. I was going to say, the only yeah, that's that's the only defense I can say for it is that was done in WCW. <laughs> ECW was like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, they have standards over in ECW. You damn straight they do. Anyway, RVD's stretching out his ankle and taping it up. Alfonso's asking if RVD is ready and has and is uh, taped up enough. RVD puts himself over and says he's going to prove tonight that he's Mr. Pay-Per-View. It's funny that they don't let Scotty Riggs talk at all during this promo other than saying, yep. <laughs> mm. well, RV- I mean, not that I was clamoring for his promo, but... <laughs> No, the RVD wasn't a very good promo here either because he like he drops the f bomb and he's like, no, we can say that because we're on pay per view right now. I'm like, okay, hmm. yeah. Up next we got tag team action. It's Debaldi's of Tony DeVito and Angel versus Chris Chetty and Nova versus dastardly Danny Doring and Roadkill. It's a three way dance tag team match that went about six and a half minutes. Yeah. Way too long. <laughs> Six and a half minutes for a three-way effing dance. Between Joey Styles, these guys. Yeah, that's true. Joey Styles says DeVito has, quote, a face only a mother could love if she was blind. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did make a note about that. I'm like, can we point out just how freaking brilliant he is? Because I don't think he had a script or anything. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, that was well, that was a big criticism of him in WWE was that he overly scripted everything. They said, you have way too many damn notes, Joey. Shear it down. I don't think he had any here, though. He was just spitting stuff off here. Yeah, here, maybe. I don't know, because uh, they said in WWE, he just had like a book that he would take with him to the ring. And they're like, dude, like, come on now. Uh, but anyway, Nova's still wearing his Venom outfit. There are for that. <laughs> there are lots of big spots in this one. Vic Grimes runs in with a guitar because that's not random at all. Because hell yeah. <laughs> and he gets beat up by Doring. You can see powder flying out of the guitar every time it moves. So, yeah, that's not gimmicked. <laughs> uh, Angel, I missed that. Yeah, I was just like, dude, come on. 
Uh, Angel finally hits Doring with a guitar, and he pins him for the elimination. Styles says, Danny Doring went limp for probably the first time since he was 13. <laughs> I was like, man, where the hell is Gertner right now? This is, that was clearly his time. <laughs> well, well, well. Oh, man, oh, that, was, that was good. Uh, Roadkill isn't done, though, and Hip tosses Grimes off the ramp and onto the stairs. Man, everybody just wanted to kill Grimes. Did he owe them all money? Mm, maybe. I mean, I'm pretty sure the boss owed them all money. Well, yeah. All right, I know. I've hit enough of those. <laughs> but, then, but then Roadkill lays Grimes on a table at ringside, and he springboard splashes him out of the ring onto the table, and he hurts his knee in the process because he lays there holding it forever. Uh, was it really worth it? Like, come on. It's not like it's Vince McMahon's thing where I'll do anything for a pop. I know. This is like you're in front of 3,400 people. You're probably not getting paid. Eh. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the last one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. In the end, Chetty hits the Amityville Horror on DeVito, and then Chetty and Nova hit the Tidal Wave on them for the win. Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter star. I gave it two and a half. Let's see you. Gave it one. This thing sucked. Damn. I didn't think it was that horrible, but all right. I feel it would have been better without the Baldies. Like just a two I feel on like two any tag. match ever that happened in ECW would be better without the Baldies. But. <laughs> How do you really feel, man? Damn. But after the match, the Baldies attack Chetty and Nova. So whose music hit? Of course. Why, it's New Jack, who comes out with a trash can full of weapons per usage. He, uh, also, I want to talk about this horrible dub they do for this song. Like, that's I'm not the a, worst. I'm not a fan of this song, don't get me wrong, but man, the dub is horrible. You don't like Natural Born Killers? I oh. love that song. Well, I don't like rap, period, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that one, I love that song. And it's like, and then you're going to dub it over with this? And it's just, ugh. It sounds Yuck. like, I can't even describe what it was. It sounds like, uh, help me out here. I could... Crap. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I mean they just say in the ghetto like you know 500 times and they're like alright that fits but he staple guns DeVito then he forks him in the head these are words I'm saying right now Joey Styles refers to New Jack as quote the ghetto inspector gadget yeah okay I can buy that why is that two inspector gadget comments we've got in two shows uh, it's funny because like it wasn't even popular right then he's already off the air, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but he drags DeVito through the crowd where cameras miss most of the beating. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> of course, New Jack lays him on a table and dives off the balcony onto him. I noticed Vic Grimes got the out of Dodge for this segment. I went up, too. Right. In the ring, Chetty and Nova hold Angel so that New Jack can come back, grab a guitar, and blast him in the head with it, and then jump on him with a chair the referee counts to three but was this even a damn match i never heard a bell i never heard a bell even joey styles was confused and so was cyrus they were like well, was this a match i whatever count to three I, but i guess At this, this was point i think the referee was just for vanity yeah i know well this was actually <laughs> recorded as a six minute 50 second match and uncle dave gave it a star like what i refuse to rate it I don't think it was a match. I I didn't 
think about it like that. So I did just say one star, but yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Maybe I'll rescind that star and say it never happened. Yeah, I don't know. Joey Styles says, quote, New Jack should be the poster boy for TNN. That network sucks anyway. Data will be in business 10 years from now. Well, haha, joke's on him. It's got its own streaming it's, network, uh, technically. I don't know. Rebranded as the name, but yeah, it's still that form. For people that don't know, TNN became Spike TV, which became Paramount Network, which now has Paramount Plus. So there you go. Which is uh, not, that, not that bad of a service, but uh, I wouldn't recommend getting it anyways. They take shots of the network all night, by the way, more than usual. It's because TNN officially announced that they're dropping ECW and picking up Monday Night Raw. So, blast from me. <laughs> now, how dare they? What do they want? Ratings? <laughs> Losers. Anyway, Joey Styles. ECW couldn't draw ratings. <laughs> Joey Styles says that Tommy Dreamer staggered into the arena, a bloody mess earlier, but the cameras missed it. Apparently, Just Incredible beat him up. Why was this not filmed or at least had pictures or something? Why did Joey Siles have to tell us about it? Is this the part where I take a shot at them not having enough cameras? I, like, <laughs> dude, it takes two, maybe three. Like, like, it's hard to comment on this because I don't want to be hypocritical, but this is one of my things about AEW is there's so many attacks backstage, like so many. And yeah, uh, like, uh, do I want to say this and be hypocritical? This is just like one, though, and it was central to the main event. So anyway, moving on. Up next, we got Steve Carino with Jack Victory in his corner taking on Yoshihiro Tajiri. It went about ten and a half minutes. We went quite a long time for the past couple of months without a Jack Victory match. Do you remember when we first started doing this again? I feel like he was in every damn match or every show we did. Yeah, he was he was at least featured on the card some way, shape, or form. Yeah, go back and listen to our stuff from '89. This is like the first time we've heard his name in a while. Yeah, I know. I, well, gotta get in, gotta get in the high spot, man. He stole another <laughs> promo. Wow. Carino uh, comes out in cowboy boots with a bull rope. He cuts a promo on Tajiri before the match. It made me laugh out loud that he said that millions of people were watching them on pay per view. Uh, <laughs> I don't even think millions combined would have bought this pay-per-view, the DVD, and saw the highlights somewhere. But whatever. I, I know. <laughs> uh, Carino said that Tajiri messed up by turning his back on the network. He drops a bunch of super racist remarks I'm not going to repeat. And then he says that if Tajiri doesn't come back to the network, he's going to beat his ass. And this is the guy right now making NXT one of the top shows in wrestling. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> yep. Well, he was also known for Thumb in the Bum in ROH. Hey, we call that checking the oil. Good Lord. But Tajiri kicks him in the head. Carino gets busted open at one point during the match so bad, and he bleeds so much that his blonde hair turns red. Uh, This was a lot of blood. Gee, I wonder where they got that from. Yeah. Uh, Jack Victory tries to break up an octopus stretch during the match, and he gets green misted in the face. Tajiri absolutely whoops Carino's ass and then double stomps him through a table for the win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars, but it was a one-sided ass whooping, so I gave it two and a half. What say you? I also gave it two, but not for that reason, just because it was average, but I forgot how good Tajiri was, by the way, in ECW. When am I talking about, like, their best guys? That's a guy that I always tend to forget. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I remember him from WWE so much, but... He was great in WWE, too, in my opinion, but 
don't know. I have a Jack figure. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we tell I ever made one. Um, I love the the Regal dynamic though. Oh day. yeah, that was my favorite. I actually I brought it back on NXT like a month or so ago for a minute. It was kind of cool. Oh nice. My favorite with him was where he was like acting something out and like choking himself on the table and like the brothers of destruction were in William Regal's office and they're like <laughs> they're staring at him the whole time he's doing this and then he like gets up and looks at him like and they're and they're just like whatever and they and, like Undertaker walks away shaking his head and Kane looks him up and down it's like freak <laughs> and walks off. <laughs> I'll never forget that as long as I live. Kanemura comes out again. He attacks Tajiri after the match, dropping him with a spinning Samoan slam. Uh, Tajiri fights back until Jack's victory jumps him. As the heels are beating on Tajiri, Dusty Rose, baby, runs down and takes him out. Now Rhino runs down and jumps Dusty from behind while wearing the ECW t- uh, TV title around his waist, by the way. He beats away at Dusty for a while, uh, and the bell keeps on ringing. Everyone finally That's a nitro wrap- staple. <laughs> I know. Uh, everyone finally wraps up the fighting and leaves when the Sandman's theme hits and he comes through the crowd and he takes two effing years. So I don't know why they hightailed it like crap. We better get out of here before the Sandman crawls to the ring. (laughs) Whatever. Um, My thing on this one. Yeah, I'd probably head for the hills too. The Sandman was coming. Not because I'm scared of him. It's like, oh, God, here comes this idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's like, uh, wow. The, the entire arena is about to smell like beer. I'm out of here. <sighs> anyway. the uh, He has uh, one of the greatest themes of all time, though, by the way. I need to point that out. So. Oh, well, of course. Not here, but yeah. <laughs> uh, was this the remake by... Um, yeah. Uh, by, yeah. No, no it wasn't really a remake. It was... Um, did they do the... Re- was that this one? I know they remade it at one point. No, I mean on the pay-per-view. I mean, they they dubbed in the horrible thing. Oh, you're talking... Okay, I gotcha. I thought you were talking about the one he actually used. Well, we get Rhino defending the world television title against Sandman in about six and a half minutes. I mean, I can't really see the Sandman lasting longer than that. Uh, It took me years, by the way, to realize that Sandman is wearing a t-shirt from the Sandman comic book series by Neil Gaiman. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I knew that you didn't know that. Well, I didn't know what it was when I was younger, so I was just like, huh, I wonder what that is. And that, now I'm a fan of that comic book series. So either way, I love how Rhino leaned on a table against uh, leaned a table against the ropes outside on that ramp that goes all the way to the edge of the ring. Then he set up a chair and he goes for a gore, like leaping off the chair. But Sandman moved and Rhino just gored himself right through the damn table. That was pretty cool. Uh, Sandman's wife blames stuff like that for his neck problems, by the way. <laughs> go effing figure. Plus him, like he missed the gore so much, and he would like full force hit the damn turnbuckle. Like, what are you, Goldberg? <laughs> uh, Sandman's wife, Lori Fullington, comes out with uh, Jack Victory, and she canes Jack multiple times. Steve Carino tries to stop Lori, and Sandman fights for her. Uh, Rhino gets involved, and Lori slaps him. So he hits a rhino driver on Lori through a table outside the ring. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Carino, Carino and Victory hold her lifeless body in front of a table in the corner. I will say this. At least they weren't threatening sexual assault here. So, no, it's a gold dust. Yeah, right. But anyway, 
They hold, they hold her lifeless body up uh, in front of the table in the corner, but Sandman stops him by running in and caning everyone. He picks up Lori, turns around, and Rhino gores them both through the table in the corner. Then he pins the Sandman for the win. For a straight-up brawl with weapons, this was somewhat entertaining. But Uncle Dave gave it three effing stars. I gave it two and a half. What do you say? Two. Yeah. I actually didn't hate this match. And that's high praise for a Sandman match. <laughs> so that's the best we can say for it. But after the match, Rhino grabs Usually it's uh, his entrance and then you've seen it all. Yeah. But he has a great entrance and then that damn bell rings. <laughs> <laughs> but after the match, <laughs> Rhino grabs a mic while his music's still playing. He stands over Lori Fullington and says, Happy Mother's Day, you fucking bitch. And he drops the mic and he leaves. Uh, I heard kids probably there. uh, How much you want to bet he's cheering it on? He's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's worth shooting Raven like when he was was a little adolescent. Yeah, right. Daddy, you're drunk. I worship Raven now. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) I wish Raven was my father. And I wish he didn't have the devil's curly hair. How no one's going to get that, but I, I, do. <laughs> I, I've been wait, I don't know why. I just like I saw the opening. And I was like, I had to get that reference in. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Up next, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is match of the night. I, I mean, the next two matches are, are damn good. But this one is Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam with Bill Alfonso and Scotty Anton in his corner with just shy of 20 minutes. Fonzie gets involved a lot with chairs for, for RVD, holding them in place and whatnot. Anton gets taken out by Jerry Lynn outside of the ring at one point when RVD moves out of the way. Uh, after RVD hits a five-star frog splash with a chair on top of Lynn, Steve Carino and Jack Victory come out again. So that's three. I have this down. Three Jack Victory sightings. Yeah, I know. It's like, do you really need this much Carino and victory on your show? Like, for God's sake, in three back-to-back matches. Well, to be fair, they were building Carino up. I didn't know at the time. And looking at it right now, if you didn't know, uh, they were building him up to be a guy. So, Still, this was just, like, too damn much. Uh, Jerry Lynn beats him up and throws him out of the ring before Rhino comes out and gores Lynn and powerbombs Van Damme. Cyrus comes down and grabs a mic, cheering Rhino on, but RVD fights him, or fights back. Fonzie tosses RVD a chair. Rob throws it to Cyrus, and Cyrus catches it, you know, like you do, and RVD hits a Van Daminator on him. Alfonso gets taken out, and then Scotty Anton swerves everyone, bro, by shoving RVD off the top rope onto the edge of the ramp. That was super nasty. Uh, he damn near broke something again. But then Super RVD kicks out of a cradle pile driver right after this by Jerry Lynn. But he picks him up, hits another cradle pile, dri- pile driver on a chair for the win. Uncle Dave and I both gave it three and a half stars. What do you say? I gave it three as well. Also, I want to point out when I was watching this live when I was a kid. Yeah. I feel like I remember knowing that this swerve was coming. I don't know why. I think I just saw it coming. I was just like, Really? Scotty Anton, like, are you building him up for something? Because yeah, literally, the RVD, and we would never see him again. Yeah. yeah, he's gone forever, bro. <laughs> anyway, yeah, maybe RVD that picks... hot Scotty Anton RVD feud, man. Holy crap! 
Oh, well, yeah. I wonder if RVD kicked his eye out again. (laughs) (laughs) But before the main event starts, Justin Credible comes out and says, tonight was scheduled to be a three-way dance, but he's going to go one-on-one with Lance Storm. He says he swears to God that if anybody besides Storm comes out, he's dumping the ECW title in the trash. Of course, this leads to Tommy Dreamer coming out because, you know, setting him up. But Paul Heyman and a ton of referees come out to hold Dreamer back as Credible tells them to let Dreamer go so he can, quote, disgrace this belt. Yeah, because vacating the title and dropping it in the trash can do what this company hasn't already. And let's keep in mind what, yeah, what just happened with Mike Austin, by the way. My first thing when I heard that, like, don't disgrace this title. <laughs> Mike Austin just did. Like, literally, like, seven hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you had then you had Taz win it and get crapped on by Triple H on live TV right after, and then come drop the title again. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, you can't make any of that up. I know. Like, why? Like all that stuff you just said, that happened. Yep. It sounds like we're spitballing or just making up crap. <laughs> I know. This, <laughs> this is real. This is real. Uh, Lance Storm finally comes out, and Paul Heyman keeps shouting at Tommy Dreamer. He has us by the balls. Like, does he, though? Like, what is he going to do? Say, I surrender? Like, what? Okay. Why? Yeah, cool, I guess. But Dreamer gets pissed and walks off, repeatedly flipping off Heyman as he leaves, shouting F you over and over. But that leads us into the main event. We're going to take our second to last break and get into this right after this this break right here. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Fanatics offers the world's largest collection of official sports apparel and gear from all the leagues, teams, and players that you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, NASCAR, soccer, and golf. They even offer esports gear for the gamers among us. You can shop by brand, sport, team, or player. And if you sign up for fan cash, you get exclusive weekly deals. So head on over to Fanatics.com today. Fanatics is a sponsor of the main event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Enjoy. Thanks. Order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. It's time for Just Incredible with Francine in his corner, defending the ECW World's Heavyweight title against Lance Storm with Don Marie in his corner. It's went about 12 and a half minutes. 
they build this as like the third main event on the show. This was supposed yeah. to be like a triple main event. Apparently Rhino Sandman was one, Lynn and Van Dam was another, and then this is the final. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I guess we're supposed to buy that. Yeah, right. Uh, Lance Storm gets busted open early. The interesting thing about that is he said he would never do a blade job ever. But he did one here, I'm assuming, just to help put over Just Incredible on his way out. So I think this is the only time he ever bladed in his career. So nice factoid for you. The fans start a We Want Dreamer chant. because No, you know, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they teased Dreamer before the match, and then they're like, ha just kidding. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, just don't give us Dreamer. Don't tease Yeah, us. right. I know. Uh, when Lance Storm locks in a single leg crab, Francine hits Storm in the back of the head with a high heel shoe. Don Marie gets into a cat fight with her until Justin hits Don with That's Incredible. By the way, why didn't Joey, I mean, he said cat fight, but why didn't he do his cat fight, cat fight? Mm, did, did he somebody, not? No, he didn't. I was oh. like, did, some, did somebody finally tell you that was annoying as all hell and never do it again? <laughs> I don't know why he started doing that, but, man, it was super over. I know. Yeah. You know what was funny? It was like he got over that – another thing he didn't do on the show, the, oh, my God. And some idiot in CZW tried ripping that off, but he, he would yell, somebody call 911. Wow. Because, <laughs> you know, that's cool. I like how you say some idiot in CZW, like – I know. I'm not, I'm not narrowing down the field here. I'm just saying. Incredible and Storm fight back and forth until Justin hits that. That's incredible on Lance for a near fall. In the end, Lance goes up top and Justin crotches him before pulling him off for yet another. That's incredible for the win. Uncle Dave only gave it two and a half stars, but I gave it three. What do you say? I was back and forth. I said, okay, I'll give it three, but. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot missing. Like Lance Storm knew he was going out or he was holding back or something. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. I'll say that. It didn't suck by any means, but it just wasn't as good as I thought it, it would be. It just didn't rule. <laughs> yeah, right. And this uh, may be a not popular statement. Well, not, not with you, but I thought Just Incredible was damn good. So, And we all know how good Lance Storm is. So. Yeah, I both like I, I like both these guys, so... And I like both of their um, uh, I need ballets, to, should I need say? To, I need to point out, I'm talking about Just Incredible, not P.J. Polacco, not uh, oh, for Man, of War, Man of War. And oh, that. yeah. But well, he was well, damn good. Just Incredible was. But. Well, what was his? Uh, his Auto Montoya. Oh, that was it, yes. The Portuguese Man of War. Like, what the F is that? A horse? <laughs> well, you said it like a Spanish guy, so... I don't know what well, the hell you're thinking about. <laughs> Portuguese, whatever. I don't know. He was supposed to be a soccer player until the until they realized this guy doesn't play soccer. After the match, Tommy Dreamer runs in, steals Justin Incredible's kendo stick, and blasts him in the head with it. He then turns his sights to Francine, and the crowd cheers him on. Francine tries yeah, rubbing on him. Yeah, a woman. Hell yeah. Yeah, we've already seen it once. Do it again. That's a baby face for you. Anyway, uh, Francine tries, you know, rubbing on him and hugging him and Trying to calm him down. and uh, How's that going to calm a man down? Yeah, right. Uh, and then she even hands him the ECW title before hugging him again. And then Tommy picks her up, runs around, and drops Francine with a Spicoli driver. 
and just drop. He slammed the hell out of her, dude. Oh, I'll bet. <laughs> Good Lord. No, he had Beulah. Anyway, uh, it's the, and the crowd blows for man-on-woman violence, chanting EC Dub, EC Dub. <laughs> so there you go. Dreamer cusses out an unconscious just incredible as we go to a quick advertisement for Heat Wave to close the show. You know, because if you like this, you'll love that. <laughs> you said that sarcastically, but I guarantee you the same people that bought this bought that. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm sure. Oh, that was great, man. No, no, it wasn't. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to give you the final ratings, and then we're going to tell you what's to come next Wednesday here on the podcast. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Fubo TV offers you live sports and TV without the overpriced cable. Fubo TV offers 100 channels, live and on demand, plus over 130 streaming in 4K, and a cloud DVR is included. The Fubo TV app is available on all smart devices, so you can watch what you want, when you want. There are no hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. Cut the cord and sign up for your free trial at Fubo.tv today. Fubo TV is a sponsor of the main event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 7.2 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 6.27 out of 10. I gave it an even 7 out of 10. What say you? I think I said D+. Plus. Did not like the yeah. review. A couple of moments, but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. Even the last three matches, like, okay, I'll say this. Rhino and Sandman uh, subverted my expectations and was better than I expected, but that's only because I had zero expectations. Yeah. Uh, Lynn and Van Damme was not as good as I thought it would be. Well, it wasn't bad. It was it was a good match, but it just, I've seen better. And Credible and Storm, like, like I said, you know, uh, could have been better. I don't know. Something was missing. But yep. I don't know. It is what it is. That's the story of ECW, man. But all right. Well, I'm glad you could all join us here for this ECW replacement show. Because, you know, Greg, the best thing to replace a good show with is ECW. I'm not even going to acknowledge that with a laugh. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, lucky you. I haven't scheduled another one until July. 
which, by the way, we're going to be covering Heat Wave 2000 in July, so it's a sequel to this pay-per-view. Yay us! We <laughs> anyway. hate you guys. So that's clear. That's clear as day. I hope that comes across. Cause... Yeah. Hey, uh, did you like that kick in the balls? Well, I, I can I can do it again in a couple of months. Yeah, you know what? Because I was just wearing tennis shoes. This time I'll put on the old steel toes for you. <laughs> right. Good Lord. Uh, but next Wednesday on May 26th, we're going hella old school back to 1987. It is AWA Super Clash 2. This one was uh, two years before Super Clash 3, which is now in the archives. This, uh, I don't know, I've already seen the show, and it's, uh, I, I'll say this, I'm definitely excited to talk about the news. Um, yeah, because the show was um, something. It was actually, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of good matches on the show, actually. I'll say that. Oh, there are, yeah. yeah. There's some funny stuff to talk about. Like, you and I will have fun with this one, I'll say. Uh, that does it next uh, next Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday, whatever. I will uh, kind of let you know what's to come in the month of June, as we're officially in summer. And, uh, you wouldn't yeah. know it from the California weather. <laughs> wow. Well, it's it finally... cold, man. Oh, what is it, like 65? And hell windy. Oh, no. Real quick before we go, I want to remind you all that we are sponsored by Fubo TV and Fanatics. Click on the links down in the show description. Let them know that the main event marks the Unhinged Sports Network sent you. And we are live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on unhingedsn.airtime.pro. It is free internet radio, so go check us out. That's right, free. Yes. And Thank of course, you, by the way, whoever listens. You know, clearly they listen because they message me. But, right, um, yeah. Yeah, it does not cost to listen to that, so. Nope. And uh, if you want the archived shows, we are the, we just dropped uh, episode 50 this week, this past Wednesday. So uh, on that's 50 consistent episodes along with all of our bonus material. It's all archived on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So go check that out. Thank you for joining me on this bonus episode, Greg. Yeah, thanks for making me watch this. Oh, you're welcome. Well, the, the torture's not over yet, man. I mean, you, we got to cover AWA next week, so... Actually, it's not as bad as this, but it's close. It's, it's, it's not the same kind of bad, but it's, it's a different kind of bad. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. yeah, so, but all right, we'll see you all next Wednesday with AWA Super Clash Dos. Summer vacation, here we come. Yep, I packed the craft beers I got at Total Wine. Did you remember a bathing suit? No, but I did pack a bunch of summer wines. Whites, rosés, Zinfandels. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. (gasps) The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.